लेट नाइट कॉन्वर्सेशन Thirty-nine minutes after ten on SFM one hundred four to one hundred seven nationwide. My name is Patricia Duli. Right now, let's look at uh, some uh, environmental conversations. Uh, South Africa has um, its first organic pollinator program that has been launched, and uh, to speak to us about this is Brett Sander, who is the South African Organic Sector Organisation spokesperson. Brett, thank you very much for joining us. Hi, uh, good. Good evening. How are you doing? Excellent. Thank you, Brett. Now, Brett, firstly, tell us uh, the 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 mandate that the South African Organic Sector Organisation has. Okay, so so Wasa has been around and leading the organic sector in South Africa quite some time. Unfortunately, um, it has been a role that hasn't really been supported by policy within the country. And um, due to our agribusiness-focused um, policy within this country, we've had very, very little emphasis or push on creating a organic and well-structured and healthy food system in this country. Um, so yes, we've been hinged and leveraged in. agribusiness and unfortunately that has led to GMOs being our staple crops within this country and it's really about time where organic agriculture and the methodology to create organic and healthy food is promoted and pushed in this country and becomes the way that we train and feed our people Well, it's it's a very important mandate that you have at the South African Organic Sector Organisation, Brett. I must say, because a, a lot of people are looking at uh, food scarcity, but not only that, we are also looking at the fact that um, genetically modified foods are readily available, and we know that they're not healthy. But at times, we also see that the price of the GMO foods are much cheaper than the organic food. So, would this first organic pollinator program be One that would um, bring down the price of the organic foods that we also desire to be consuming. Yeah, I think we believe this is the kickstart to making good and healthy food available um, to all. I think we all are understanding that organic food is still a very niche product in the retail stores and. When we have anything that is labelled organic, which is very rare, um, because of the if the guys do it legally, the administrative compliance and procedures that would be invested within able to put the word organic on any of your produce. So for us, firstly, the pollinator program makes the organic label something that is tangible to. Emerging farmers, and also sets a local methodology and framework for emerging farmers and developed farmers to be able to call their produce organic. And for us, we do not want that to be limited to the elite or well-developed farmer, but have a very easy and unrestrictive way. For the emerging farmers to be able to align to organic standards internationally, um, but also make sure that they are able to bring their 
local produce from their local farms or their local households or gardens to an organic market that is certified and equivalent for the consumption of communities. A-teamers, we're speaking to Brett Sander, who is the spokesperson for the South African Organic Sector Organization. And we are looking at uh, their the country's first organic pollinator program. Perhaps you're a keen farmer or one of those people who are very conscious when it comes to health and want to only eat organic food. But the price has been one that has been uh, shocking your pocket. Please do call in and ask your questions or give us your comments on 11 or WhatsApp 0614-104-107. Brett, take us through this uh, exciting organic program that you have launched in South Africa. So yes, um, we must really thank um, the GIZ and the German Institute for Investment for bringing the opportunity to Sowaso and allowing us to kickstart the PGSSA process, which stands for possibility, possibility <laughs> excuse me, Participatory Guarantee System, um, which is really a third party or a mechanism um, for certification to be not done via third party expensive means, but done via a community where both your consumers, your producers, and people involved within your food value chain come together and get involved and understand where their food and production comes from. And for us, if this is done through local communities, which is what PGS really initiates and gives a structure to how those uh, farm visits and relationships can be structured, um, that yes, you have a very easy mechanism for your local community and your local food producers to be able to provide healthy food to the communities that surround them. I've got an anonymous sir uh, who's holding on the line. Good evening, anonymous. Good evening, anonymous. Good evening to you, Patricia, and your guest. I'm inquiring. I want to cultivate oyster mushroom. How do I cultivate oyster mushroom in my yard? That's one. And the organic products are easy to grow, but we need to know what nitrogen, what fertilizer, what um, potassium, and what other things that we use to grow these items, that we need to grow these items, and when, are, when is the right time for us to grow it? Thank you for the question, Anonymous. Have a Thanks. blessed evening. Brett, uh, oyster mushrooms, how does she cultivate them? Yeah, so again, I think this is where we get down into production methodology. And with organics, you'll see that all of our production methods steer away from using anything synthetic um, or created um, in using synthetic means and base our production on using natural products that are derived from natural means or from natural processes. And for us, yes, all of the if you want to call them chemicals or natural compounds that she discussed, such as nitrogen, etc., there's natural ways that those get developed in the soil, in nature, and for us, we need to enhance those processes. So if it is good soil that has organic matter that has been broken down by microbes and fungi, it will naturally have all of the nitrogen, uh, potassium, 
calcium catheter would require, and potentially there's a few amendments if either of the lime or bone meal or a bit more compost or a bit more good compost from good sources, you would be able to get all the nutrients that that plant requires. Yes, it potentially sounds a bit too simple, and it, it is, as I'm mentioning it, but at the basics of it, that's all it is. You need good soil that hasn't been contaminated, with good compost that's gone through good processes, and you will have majority of what you require to grow that crop. Um, if there is anything else that would be required, it would be small amendments that you'll be able to do using organic and natural products. Brett, with regards to... Oyster, sorry, sorry, oh, oh, go, ahead, answer, go ahead. And, and just to answer that directly on oyster mushrooms, um, so for us, all a mushroom is is a type of fungi that would be eating a wood. So it's just about inoculating a fungi onto a substrate or piece of wood that would be able to colonize and eat. And at the right time, in the right environment, it would fruit and produce mushroom. So yes, it's just about creating a right environment in your household or in a place within your house where that process can happen. So in a dark corner and then with the ability to get a bit of air and moisture at the right time. My question, Brett, is around the sustainability of uh, the organic pollinator uh, program. Is it sustainable and affordable for absolutely everyone from subsistence farmers to commercial farmers to utilize? Definitely. Um, as I said briefly before, um, current certification for farmers to get their produce certified organic is very hefty. We're looking at anything from 25 to 50 to 70,000, depending on what a farmer would be certifying. The PGF system makes that a lot more accessible, and those prices are really determined by the groups that are using the PGF system. So yes, we have PGFs that their processes are funded by the group and are funded by each individual in the group, and those PGFs will have very limited costs. Um, but those costs of functioning would still be within the PGS. So yes, for us, we make the system is very flexible and where we have capacitated people who want to invest within their system, they would have the opportunity to do that. And where you're having a very developmental PGS with guys that are not able to afford to invest in that process initially, they can do it really with time and effort We are talking to Brett Sanders, uh, who is uh, the spokesperson for the South African Organic Sector Organization. And we are talking about South Africa's first ever organic pollinator program, which, according to Brett, is sustainable and affordable and could uh, possibly assist with uh, eliminating all this GMO food that we find on our shelves. Uh, Brett, uh, which other country other than South Africa has implemented uh, this uh, particular pollinator program successfully? Um, The pollinator program is really a concept that has developed within the South African context, um, but the PGA system is one that is international. And there has been the the EOA program, which is the African Union initiative that the majority of the African countries, I think potentially even all, um, there are members of the AU signed, which declared a roadmap for 
all of the African countries to make their agricultural production as organic and as natural as possible. And that falls under the ambit of the EOA program, the Ecological Organic Initiative. Um, so that process um, has been conducted in uh, East, West, and North Africa. And the EOA program is in its development stage within those, in the SADAC area. And currently, Lesotho, South Africa, um, Swaziland, Namibia, Zimbabwe are key stakeholders in developing and initiating that EOA program in SADAC and using that to, to drive the transformation from agribusiness to a healthy, organic system that is run by cooperatives, people, and communities on the ground. I've got a, a question here via WhatsApp from Sbusiso Josi, who's in PE. He says, uh, greetings, A-Team. Are you trying to tell me the fruit we are currently using is not organic? How so? A person a few years ago said to me, fruit is not for everyone. Now I think I understand why she said so. So, uh, Brett, most of the fruit and vegetables we are consuming, are they not organic? And how can we tell if one is organic and one is? Really, it's about knowing the source of your food. And for us, this is why the shorter the value chain, the more reliable that product would be, unless it is third-party certified. And that's unfortunately when food gets expensive. So if you know your farmer, or know the farmer in your area, and are able to support those farmers that you know are producing food in a way that is environmentally friendly, um, does not use GMOs, steers away from pesticides and harmful synthetic chemicals. And we support farmers that are producing good, clean and ethical food and within their production, focusing on, yes, all of those factors that would influence our bodies, our health and our communities. Then we would fund the 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 solution. And currently, uh, possibly because we are unaware or uneducated, but the majority of the South African population is unfortunately eating GMO as their staple food, as majority of our maize in this country is, or is eating food that has been laced uh, with synthetic and agro-processing chemicals um, that unfortunately filter and find the their ways into our bodies. So for us, if we understand who our farmers are, know the processes that our food goes through, and know who we buy those foods from, and fund the right systems, then we are able to slowly and hopefully quickly enough change the food system to both increase the health and immunity of our people, as we know what a critical point that is, especially with COVID and the current situations in everyone's life, and as well as creating sustainable local food systems that are able to feed us and our children and ensure that our land and our waters and our communities stay healthy. How do we as A-teamers um, help the, the, the cause that you are currently um, fighting at the South African Organic Sectors Organization? For one, I think awareness um, and to 
and lying to PGS groups within your area. Um, so Wazo has done a lot of work over the last, especially three to five years, in developing the organic standard for South Africa and aligning our growers to that standard. And that sticker, the Zawaso sticker, is starting to be used more and more um, as a PGS label and as a third-party certification label. And I think the more that consumers get behind those stickers, those processes, those PGS groups, and those local organic food systems where they are, the quicker the success will happen. And of course, grow your own food organically where you are is always the best and strongest solution. Let me go to a quick voice note here from one of our A-teamers. Madam Patricia, how are you? Okay, sorry to ask this question. I'm Nathan K from Bombera. Now we buy so a lot of food from spa shop, right? Whatever that we, I call it, dumped food, whatever. How can we know that this one is a game or or like the maize which we buy meal meal, whatever things like that? Sometimes we. I don't know. I don't know how I can, how I can explain it. I'm sorry, but we buy so many things which we don't know. Thanks, Madam Patricia. Have a nice evening. Thank you, Nathan. Uh, Bretta, perhaps uh, to reiterate, how can we know um, what we are buying is not genetically modified? Again, and unfortunately, it's about consumer awareness. Um, we have the South African labeling law, which does force all producers to tell us what ingredients are in their food and if there are genetic modified organisms used within the production to state it. Um, yes, uh, that is followed by majority of uh, producers and processors within the industry. There are a few exceptions, but those things to avoid are normally very present, or at least the GMO factor, are normally very present on the labeling of a product. And for me, make sure, and unfortunately with maize, you probably are never going to find, unless you go to a very specific or health store, um, millimeal or pup that does not contain genetically modified organisms. So it's something for our communities and our country to be aware of, and something that we as also have seen as a key project or program is to institute locally organic maize and for get communities breeding and keeping that seed so that we could develop organic uh, seed stock um, that would be able to be reproduced so that we could actually have enough organic maize in this country to feed ourselves. But at this moment, we are probably 95 to 98% dependent on GMO maize to feed our people and we wonder why we have a litany of illnesses and sicknesses that follow the majority of our population. How does uh, a a keen farmer or one who would like to start this process with you um, contact you at the South African Organic uh, Sector Organization? Yeah, appreciate it. I think the best starting point is to look at the website, www.sowaso.org.za. Um, and yes, uh, I think a lot of our contact information, um, the processes of PGS, uh, the, the basic documentation that you require to kickstart a PGS group, 
and the support and people um, to support you down that process are all available on the website. So we would yes, steer people towards that. We are available online, on Facebook. Um, we have very, quite a strong social media presence. So we try to make ourselves as visible or as visible as possible. Um, but yes, I think the main visibility and what we want to inculcate in our communities and people is awareness and understanding of what they're eating and how to, at least with our current situation and legislation, be able to identify what is good and healthy on the shelf and ideally stay away from those shelves and buy from your local farmer and the the guy on the road that is procuring from local farmers and organic uh, gardens in their communities. Because that's the food that's the freshest, has the shortest um, time off the field, and it has probably the highest safety if those PGS and organic methods are followed. So yes, health and safety and all of that comes into play, but the production methods for us is the key starting point. Thank you very much, Brett, for joining us. It's such a great pleasure. Um, Thanks a lot, Patricia. It's time for us to go to Zolega Kardashian with the final news bulletin. Good evening, Zolega.